Coming to theaters January 26th. Left Behind. Rise of the Antichrist. Was it the rapture? Yes. I saw it happen. After millions of people vanish and the world falls into chaos, a charismatic leader rises to become head of the United Nations. How do we know who we can trust? Trust God. Starring Kevin Sorbo, Neil McDonough, and Corbin Burnson. Left Behind, Rise of the Antichrist. This film is not rated but suitable for ages 13 and up in theaters for four days only beginning January 26th. Go to leftbehindmovie.com. Kevin McCullough says she's the most needed editorial voice in print today. Listeners have voted her fan favorite, The Amazing Mind of Carol Markowitz, exclusively on Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, we've got a lot yet to get to on today's broadcast, and thankful to have you with us. And I'm thankful to have uh, my my favorite person to talk to on Tuesdays that's not, you know, related to me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that includes everybody in the house. Everybody in the house, I, I like talking to them. But I like talking to Carol Markowitz, too, and she's been on and off because of the uh, writing of a book, which will be coming out. We're going to be talking all about that in the near future. Uh, but she's written a really good piece at Fox News that I want to get into. But, Carol, I just I have to hat tip this because you, as former Brooklyn residents, uh, you, you mm-hmm. know just how, how tough it was being a Cowboy fan in giant country. And oh, yeah. uh, to, to see that game last night, and to not only that, to see that the NFC East, who we were told for the entire year was going to be the worst division in football, <laughs> they have three of their four teams in the divisional round of the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's I mean, pretty incredible. I mean, I would incredible. say that that's too much, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and, uh, you know, I'm kind of glad we don't play the division rival this week because if yeah, we can nice. go out and beat San Francisco, then we're, yeah. So everybody just tuned out that's not a Cowboys fan. But anyway, Carol and I are. Right. It's one of the things we're that uh, Cowboys, I, appreciate, you know? I appreciate about uh, her. And you've, you've, you've properly instructed your next generation because if you follow Carol on social media, they, they were all attired in Cowboy gear this, year, this week. <laughs> um, all right, uh, Carol, you've written about something very interesting. The title of the article is, Why Does So Much of Gen Z Hate America? Mm-hmm. And then you say, We Can't Give Up on Them. First of all, is your premise right. true? Does does much of Gen Z hate America? Well, they certainly tell pollsters that they hate America, which might not be the same thing, because we've gotten to a place in our culture, especially on the left, where only certain opinions are allowed. And cancel culture is very real, but there's also just the idea that if you say the wrong thing, if you say, no, I'm really proud to be American, and you get a deluge of comments and uh, abuse online or maybe even in person, and you back down from that opinion when you're a young person who hasn't learned to stand up for themselves. So 16% of Gen Zers are proud to live in the United States. And that number to me, Kevin, is a travesty. But more than that, it's, it's, it's not an accident. It has been a deliberate effort by the woke left in America to disparage our country at every turn and to make sure that it's part of our school curriculum and to show that we are just not that great Um, And to me, that's the most privileged position in the whole world. It means you don't know anything about the world, about history, about other (laughs) countries, nothing. Um, So these privileged, privileged people having these opinions, it's it's by design and it's been forced onto them. Well, I I completely agree with that. Um, What's the solution, though? Because these people are going to grow up and make decisions and begin running society before long. Right. Well, so the solution is, for one thing, to fight every day, all the time, for the curriculum in our schools. You yeah. know, the, the Republicans or conservatives are, are very into the idea of school choice, as am I, obviously. Uh, school choice would be amazing on every level. 
Um, but until we get to school choice, there's absolutely no reason for us not to affect what's going on in our public schools. And I tried to do that a lot when we lived in New York. My kids all went to public schools. I, I, I cared very deeply about what was happening inside those schools, and I didn't want to give up on them just and just say, oh, I can pull them out and send them to private school. I could, but I didn't want to leave behind the kids that are, are in public school and don't have that option. Yeah. So I think it needs to be a two-pronged thing. Yes, school choice is very important. Yes, we should be fighting every day for the kids to have the money follow the kids. You know, as, as Corey DeAngelis, one of the top uh, activists for school choice, likes to say, you know, fund students, not, not systems. Yes. Absolutely. But in the meantime, fight for that curriculum. Fight for what is taught in your schools. Fight every time you hear a teacher, you know, disparage America or, or give some kind of lesson plan, which is clearly based in Marxism or in leftism. Fight, fight, go to your school board, run for school board, etc. I think I think a, a sustained fight for our schools is necessary. Well, two things that you mentioned stand out, and one was that they people did just that in November. Uh, we had yeah. forget the top of the ticket. You know, was there a red wave or not? At the school board mm-hmm. level, there were fifty major school systems that had uh, woke activists thrown out and parents uh, elected to those to those seats. Yep. And that's the way you do. That's the way you do this. But we have to pay attention. We have to have a longer attention span than just you know one election exactly. cycle. Like it's got to You got to You got to keep going after it. And the the worry that I have, Carol, and I, I think that you're 100 percent right in everything that you've said. But I think that the concern that I have is that as we look at the landscape, um, every single force that can be uh, external to our family or to our, um, you know, homes, every single one is lined up against us. And Mm -hmm. when you just look at the current administration and you see what has been uh, supposedly um, their agenda, where did America even factor into their decision on things like, Ukraine funding on things like supply chain problems on things like immigration there is no there is no piece of public policy that says America is excellent and we should put something first uh, you know like our own citizens look you know I I fully agree with you about this administration but there's a lot of Republican governors and they can be pushing uh, more education in in schools they can be taking stands you know I I don't know my governor is doing a really fantastic job of it Uh, Governor DeSantis is is there she goes rubbing um, my rubbing my nose in it she's got DeSantis and I'm stuck with Hochul (laughs) (laughs) listen you're you know look you know some of us are not lucky enough to live in uh, Florida but you could still pressure your governor to have more civics education. I I, I wanna even hear why a Democratic governor wouldn't support more civics in schools, why they wouldn't support uh, teaching history earlier. Well, that's my question. What is it about our country that they, that is so awful? Like where did, where did being traditional American suddenly become Mm -hmm. the most detested, uh, you know, thing you could be? Again, it's, it's part and parcel of being privileged. It's not knowing what the rest of the world is like. It's not knowing yeah, how true. bad things are in other places. And I'm not even, you know, when I say that, people picture, you know, a third world country. Go live in Europe for a little while and see how things are over there. You know, I, I follow, like, influencers in places like Germany who are, are wearing three sweaters inside because they can't afford their, their gas because their country has fully lined up for, you know, Russian gas for the last 10, 20 years, and now they, they can't afford to buy it. And, you know, so many things that we take for granted in the U.S. is just not available in the rest of the world. It's, 
it's mind-boggling to me this clustered uh, sorry cloistered uh, privileged opinion gets spread out as if it's like some kind of worldly opinion it's it's yeah. not it's a very very opposite of worldly opinion to, to think that America is not incredible well and the idea that not only has it been but that we have some sort of moral obligation to help it continue to be that because yeah. where is the beacon with the light shining on the hill? I mean, the, just exactly. point to your point, point to any place that you'd rather be on planet Earth. The, you know, it was funny. These these leftists used to all point to Europe and say, oh, if we could only be more like them. Right. No, we got right. the heck up out of there because, we yeah. didn't, you know, there were reasons why there were mass immigration influxes from uh, every region of the world to America. And that's it has right. nothing to do with why we look down our nose on people. I mean, that's just not it. And I think you're right. If we had service, if we had kind of um, an opportunity to put every young American into a service opportunity where they went overseas and they saw what the world really looks like, they'd they'd be running back here so thankful and so grateful for what they are. And it's why people still want to come here and become citizens. So anyway, great stuff as always, Carol. Thank Thank you. you And uh, when's the street date for the book? Do we have a a notification on that March 9th. We'll we'll be talking a lot about that. You will, and I'll be selling you a lot of copies. (laughs) Carol, good to talk to you. Go Cowboys, and we'll see where we are uh, this time next week. Thank you. Thanks. There she goes. Kevin McCullough, come right back. Stay here.